I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBSI Views podcast. With me is Michael Vrontamitis, Lead Industry Principal of Lending for Finastra. Our focus in this discussion is corporate banking, but the technology behind corporate banking, which has not received as much of a spotlight as retail banking has in the last couple of years. So what are the key trends you're seeing in corporate banking, Michael? The key trends I'm seeing in corporate banking is really driven by their clients. And it's been a continuation and acceleration of some of the existing trends, really thanks to the pandemic. I think the first trend that we see in the pandemic reminded people that cash is really king. And as a result, corporates continue to look for cash generation opportunities, securing term syndicated loans and diversifying their lenders and demanding more real-time information from their banks and increasing non-bank financial partners and optimizing their payables, receivables, and liquidity management. You know, what you've seen in terms of the, you mentioned the retail revolution. I think the expectation is people are taking what's happening in retail and expecting it in corporate banking. The other key trend accelerated by the pandemic is the demonstration that paper is not only the Achilles heel for trade and moving goods, but also for any operational process. Corporates are increasingly making decisions to automate and are demanding solutions from their banks. So, you know, I think it's a case of stay calm and digitize. And even though budgets have tightened from corporates, the allocation to digital initiatives has increased. Well, let me just quibble with a couple of things you said there, if I may. You said cash is still king. I think we need to clarify to people it's liquidity that's king. Cash went out of fashion itself, didn't it? Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Liquidity is king. You've got it in one. But I liked what you said about the fact that people are expecting, corporate banking are expecting to mirror retail, mirror the developments in retail. Because if I can personally have an experience with embedded finance and one-click shopping on Amazon, why can't I do that as a corporate customer? Is that the kind of question you're getting? That's the trend that we're seeing. So we did a survey uh, last year, actually, where we went out to around 700 senior managers at large banks, and we talked about what they were seeing. And I think the key takeaway for me when I, when I read the survey was that banks are beginning to move away from a relationship-orientated model, away from a product-orientated model, because that's an expensive you know, relationship models are expensive. Product models have proven to be less effective and trying to become platform players and offer sort of value-added services and real-time execution. And real-time is something that is, is really important relative to what it used to be. So, you know, in the past, systems would update and refresh overnight. The expectation now is that it happens um, when you click the button, as you say. But it's also got to happen within my software as well. If I'm the corporate, I want that information that's in the banking platform on my platform as well, in my accounts, in my treasury services, for example. That's right. I mean, I think the the, the reality, unfortunately, is that not not a lot has changed, right? So, you know, let's talk about the syndicated loan market, for example. You know, settlement times haven't changed significantly and are pretty much at the same levels they were in 2007. I mean, in the in the US, I think the settlement time is around 18 days. And, and in Europe, it's, it, it's significantly higher than that. So I think it's 50 odd days. Given today's real-time expectations, it's quite staggering, isn't it? 
what are they doing for 18 days? What are they doing for well, 50 days? Can you can you imagine that, you know, even when the loan is settled, there's there's something like 20 million faxes. And you know, I said faxes, right? You heard it, right? Faxes. What's 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 and, one of those? Exactly. And and notices are sent annually, like 20 million in the in this market. Two, you know, each transaction has 200 to a thousand lenders, and we've seen some transactions up to four thousand. And there's something like five hundred to ten thousand sort of daily notices from agent banks. It's 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 quite significant what you're seeing, and 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 only that. But the, the numbers of lenders, you know, that that whole point about liquidity, corporates are wanting to see a broader lender base so that they can ensure that they can have liquidity in in the in the case of a crisis. Nothing like a good crisis to remind you, as I said, that liquidity is king. I've changed my wording, especially <laughs> thanks to you, Robin, and. You know, we've seen these we've seen these deals increase even up to four thousand lenders. So, so it is it is a highly complex environment, and you know, I think we're a little bit away from push of a button in some aspects. But, but there, but there is hope there. Well, I would hope so because people talk to me about how transactions are speeding up, and you hear from the likes of Swift about how transactions are speeding up. You hear about straight through processing, and yet we're still taking days, weeks, or even the best part of two months. In syndicated lending, yeah. No, look, I, I think you, you are seeing a lot of progress in, in, in certain areas. I mean, cash management has seen a, a fast, faster movement towards real-time transactional flows. International transfers now, with things like Swift GPI, have accelerated quite significantly. But in some areas, you know, trade is an example. You know, where you have. I think something like 2.8 to 4 billion paper documents being generated a year in, in international trade, of which are a good proportion of those are submitted to banks to support financing. There's still a challenge in, in, in the basic operational flows. And, and I think what we're seeing in the market is, you know, and, and, and this is sort of areas where, where companies like Finastra are, are, are well-placed to support our clients, is how to solve some of these fundamental challenges by bringing together sort of ecosystems of fintechs or ecosystems of providers that enable an end-to-end automation of those processes. Is this some kind of holy grail we need to reach? Because if you get to that end-to-end automation, you will have taken a lot of time and a lot of cost out of the process. Yeah, that's right. I mean, banks are still have a number of challenges. Corporate banks have a number of challenges. You know, they've still got tightening capital requirements from the BAL regulations that, that are beginning to bite. You've got increased cost of US dollar liquidity, particularly outside of the US. There's no let up in the regulatory complexity that's there. You know, we've gone from sanctions and anti-money laundering to fraud prevention management or fraud prevention, and now ESG being regulated. And this combined with, you know, a focus on risk management, you know, particularly as, you know, some of the senior management regimes and the like, are leading to personal liability from senior managers. You've got sort of reduced or, or banks becoming more risk averse. And, and you still have this massive return on equity challenge. So this need to automate and reduce costs is going to be, is something that I think banks are going to continue to focus on for quite a period of time, particularly in the corporate banking space. Well, this surely would, however, create a profitable furrow for somebody like Finastra to plan. I think the opportunity for, for someone like Finastra is that we, we, we have this fantastic reach into so many banks. I, I think the number is around 8,500 banks that work with Finastra globally. And the ability to 
orchestrate the the ecosystem that's there because no no one provider can can solve all these individual problems and and really what what banks need is to, to become platform companies is 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 um is to bring together a number of solutions in order to solve in order to solve these um, automation challenges and and where Finastra has this policy of being an open platform uh working collaboratively with fintechs with our clients to to solve these these, these specific problems for them. So looking at it from the point of view of a tech provider, you've effectively just admitted no one provider can do this alone. It has to be uh, an ecosystem effort. It has to be a combined effort with other companies, with fintechs, with other APIs, because it's not just you that's providing a platform. You're providing a platform to platforms, to the banks. That's right. And these platform surely the way forward banking as a service it's the only way forward i think it's just a question of uh, execution across this at the at the moment what's the question then it's a question of execution how do, how do you succeed in doing that if you are a uh, large corporate let's say and you want to automate your trade finance process so that you can connect to multiple banks you have a lot of choices that there are a number of providers out there if you're the bank, you need to be able to connect to all of those because each one of your corporates will probably pick a different provider. And so the challenge really is, you know, is, is how you bring those different connections together. And you know, managing one connection, it's not just about the API interface. Everyone talks about the API interface. It's about you know, the legal agreement that needs to be in place. It's about the liability clauses that are there. You, you spend months and months negotiating these. You know, I, I used to run trade finance at Standard Chartered. And, you know, to, to onboard a, a fintech would take 18 months or 12 months. You know, it was, it was not an easy process. And that, that's not unusual in the industry, right? I think more of my peers were, were, were at similar spaces, sometimes even up to 24 months, I, I heard in some cases. So, you know, onboarding, say, 10 for just trade finance initiation, well, that, that's a lot of time and effort. And I think the role that, that we play is to, is to help reduce that to single connection. Well, you reduce that to a single connection or you help to reduce that to a single connection. Is there any way of speeding up that onboarding process? Because that, if you're talking about a process that takes 12 months, 18 months, even 24 months with the figures you cited, that's expensive. Is there not a way of taking that cost out of the system? So standardization helps in that process. So, you know, as, as a banking industry, and let's just talk trade finance specifically here. We, we got together and we launched the, the Digital Standards Initiative by the ICC based out of Singapore. That was really about trying to bring together all the different um, standards in this space, having a single bill of lading standard, getting BIMCO and DCSA and other standards bodies to work together so that we, we, we could have a repository of it. We could then feed that back into the development ecosystem of, of developers and different industries and companies. So everyone had the same, we're working off the same uh, hymn sheet, so to speak. You know, that, that's one aspect. The, the second aspect is the legal and, you know, uh, sort of due diligence that financial institutions do. And, and the reality is if you're dealing with a, you know, a two-year-old or three-year-old startup, you know, the information security team is usually quite concerned about that, as is the procurement team. So it, it just takes a lot of negotiation to kind of get there, even though they might be meeting a very, very specific client need. And, and you know, the bank's client is demanding that that, that gets implemented. They don't think there's an easy solve. And, and that's why, you know, I've talked in the past about, you know, this digital island challenge where you have lots and lots of these 
digital islands being created, but they're not actually bridged. They're not connected. And really what you're looking for is some sort of network adapter or network of networks to help connect these together. So some problems remain, if not intractable, not easy to solve. What are the big wins that you can see coming down the turnpike over the next 12 months? So some of the big wins that I see are are really around standardizing the, the connections for some of these processes. So the automation of documentation is one. So you know, one of the big processes in trade finance is doc checking. It takes up a large proportion of the cost. There are around five to 10 providers out there that offer the service, uh, perhaps more, more coming. And providing a standard way of doing that for our clients allows for them to remove costs from their, their equation, improve service uh, and delivery. So I, I think there's going to be specific actions around the, the, the whole value chain, whether it's in trade finance, whether it's in, in the lending process. So, you know, one of the one of the solutions we have in the market today is something called Lendercom, which is about enabling an agent to publish information to all the lenders in a transaction and, and, and manage that on a, on a many-to-many basis, as opposed to doing on a one-to-one basis using, uh, as I said, the old fax or, or email process. So I, I think there's some, there's some big wins there to, to help take out some of the the cost in the equation and and, and the other the other area where, where I see the opportunity is in banking as a service where from a bank point of view they can embed into some of the existing processes so uh, a number of networks that are, that are out there such as procure to pay networks have the opportunity to offer financing uh, as a service to suppliers that are supplying um, where, where they have the core invoice and purchase order information and connecting banks to that is an opportunity for them. Michael Vrontometis, Lead Industry Principal of Lending for Finastra, thank you very much.